So it was um, pleasant to wake up to snow this morning. Yeah. My daughter is very much like myself. Over the last couple of days, we've been texting to each other uh, quite often um, about how much snow we've been the uh, was being weather forecast, and we were giving each other addresses of places that would give us the best, <laughs> you know, uh, prediction. So we literally were quite excited in our anticipation of eight to 10 inches <laughs> on the valley floor, which was, you know, unreasonable, uh, but what we clung to. <laughs> and this is the power of becoming. It's uh, we, my daughter and I both love snow. We once took her to the uh, Alps, uh, Swiss Alps, or was it the French Alps? I think it was the Swiss Alps when she was 15, no, 18 years old. That was a blast. You know, and so we reminisce about good times of the past and the good times coming up. And we go out of our way to uh, nurture this feeling of excitement and anticipation of what is yet to come to the point where, you know, what goes up must come down. So to the point where we, <laughs> Christmas day, we spent, we spent Christmas uh, dinner together and Christmas day, we're starting to text each other. Oh no, the forecast is, turning you know turning against us and and we literally are jumping up from the dinner table every half an hour to check if the snow has started by the time they took the children home and we departed and the the dinner party was over uh, it still wasn't snowing and the temperature had gone up by a degree you know and our uh our anticipation of excitement started to wane. You know, it's just like, it's so interesting that you can do, I've been doing this practice for like, I don't know, over 25 years. I don't know how long it's been actually, but actually over 25 years, I've been doing this practice. I know about the signs of greed about wish casting and I know this and yet I can I still get caught up in it every once in a while anyway so moving on to this morning you know I'm thinking well the forecast says so my daughter and I assure each other that by the time we wake up it's going to be snowing really hard there'll be a good two or three inches on the ground you know, we'll text each other over hot chocolate <laughs> before I come down to the center. And so I wake up, get up at uh, 4.30, I think it was. Wake up, look outside, and there's just a dusting, and it's not snowing. And I just feel, oh, dang. 
And so I texted my daughter who doesn't text me back until like eight o'clock in the morning, but darn. <laughs> Maybe next week. And then I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting down to med- do my meditation and it all becomes very clear immediately what, what I've been doing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm following this feeling uh, that is tied to my wish for a good feeling. Uh, and I'm going to get that feeling because of the snow. And so I, I wake up and I see a dusting and I'm disappointed. Whereas if I wasn't entangled with my, um, you know, my anticipation that once it snows eight inches, I'm going to be happy. If I wasn't entangled in that desire, I would have recognized the beauty of that dusting of snow. Sometimes it takes sitting down in meditation to waking up to the moment. One of the saving graces uh, teaching that Lungpur Pasano uh, has said over and over again that I find as a saving grace is not to get averse when we catch ourselves tumbling along in our desires, proliferation, you know, just don't get averse to it. Actually rejoice in the fact that you see it because now you can come back to reality. You can come back to the present moment. You can immerse yourself in the reality of wisdom in every moment, the wisdom of reality, the wisdom of truth, wisdom of being unentangled with our desires or our aversions. And that includes our aversion toward being entangled, catching ourselves entangled, because at that moment, we're not entangled. So it's a moment to rejoice in. We've come home. We're present again. So I wanted to read a little bit this morning of this teaching. I've read from this book before. I've read from this particular short teaching of Lung Pores before. But it's, it's something that I turn to often. It's something I turn to again this morning because it's so simply profound, um, simply, I want to say simply incredibly beneficial. And I'm so grateful for Longpore's ability to put my feet back down on the ground in a way that includes opening up to an attitude of meta. You know, just solid, present, wise teachings that open the door of the heart to well-being, for recognizing the boundlessness of well-being, 
in this very moment and cherishing this very moment of well-being. And in that cherishing, in that acknowledgement, in that dwelling in this space of well-being of the present moment, from this space, I can allow the habits of mine to, you know, the, the, the karma of my habits to bubble up and not grab onto it, not, not tie my anticipation for goodness to thoughts and feelings, but just right back to the present moment of well-being. So if you haven't guessed, it's this book <laughs> on becoming and stopping. I'll read a couple of minutes from this book. I'm going to be jumping around a bit. I'm going to start on page 19 and I'm going to jump around to the end of the story, but I'm going to just skip quite a bit in here because it's a little bit longer and I really have time for, but the parts that really spoke to me this morning and that I hope you may be able to also connect to. So what the Buddha tells us in the fire sermon that the eye is burning, form is burning, eye consciousness is burning, eye contact is burning, the feeling arising from eye contact is burning, is, is that it is not a picnic, not something that we want to be seeking. It is not something to be delighting in, and it is not something to be averse to. It is something to wake up to. Quit being a working stiff, a wage laborer. Quit seeking for more contact, trying to get the feeling you want. Pay attention to the opportunity that this is what relinquishment is about. This is what the practice is about. The very act of establishing mindfulness in a moment it is an opportunity to step back from the impulse of becoming. Recognizing the power of mindfulness is wisdom in and of itself. Thus sustaining, cherishing, willingness to maintain the quality of mindfulness takes relinquishment. It takes letting go. It takes a willingness to not accede to the power of becoming and to recognize the tremendous power of being mindful. On one level, the teachings of the Buddha and the tools that he gives us are extraordinarily direct and straightforward. When we apply them, we see the results. They are visible here and now. One can experience them for oneself. The nature of the Dhamma is that it is well taught, well proclaimed, it has tangible benefits, it invites one to see here and now, it is leading inwards to be experienced by the wise person for themselves. Each moment of mindfulness is the opportunity to verify the Dhamma of the Buddha. But in order to verify them, to really experience them, you have to be mindful. 
you have to be willing to pay attention to not be swept up and swept along by the power of habit and the power of becoming. We tend to keep trying to replace things all the time, to replace our aversion with being good little Buddhists. That's a doing, a becoming. These activities have their complications, as I have already pointed out. Trying to replace desire and greed with trying hard to become perfect practitioners is fraught with suffering. But we can attend to stopping and ceasing to become. We realize that we can trust in the fundamental clarity, fundamental wisdom of the present moment. We recognize how much activity tends to sweep us up and pull us into movement. Activity, restlessness, agitation, we lose our centers. Through the conscious act of stopping and recollecting, particularly internally in the mind, we learn how to keep stopping the mind, stopping the flow of thoughts that are proliferating, stopping the flow of moods that are getting drawn into either attraction or aversion. We return to a clear center to awareness. We don't necessarily do this just by conceiving an idea such as I'm going to be mindful or I'm going to be aware. We do it by learning how to stop. Exercise the ability to stop and develop the sense of bringing things to a point of stillness inside. Sometimes we need to actually stop what we're doing physically, just step back and recollect in order to create a break in that flow of activity. But the main thing is to reflect on the fact that what we're doing is internal. How much of the time do we just get picked up, carried off and swept away by a thought or a mood? We need to stop, not get drawn into the movement of a thought of aversion or irritation, but just one little seed gets planted and the ball of becoming starts rolling. It starts moving and pretty soon we have worked ourselves into a state of anger or a state of getting into conflict or in my case in a, in a state of greed anticipation. That's what we become in the same way greed or desire begins with a thought of liking interest fascination and then the becoming ball starts rolling. We know how to become, but we don't know how to stop. We're not used to stopping. Stopping is the practice of learning how to take the points of when you feel the mind moving and proliferating and coming back to a place of awareness. That's where you can actually attend to what you're thinking and what you're intending to do. We take that as an exercise, work with it and play with it. Ask yourself, what happens when I do stop? Does that mean I'm dysfunctional and that I can't actually do anything at all? You will see that if you actually stop and stand in awareness, you'll be able to accomplish things a lot more skillfully. You know, my, my heart just relaxes. Uh, when I am reminded of the fortunate lineage that
that we are part of the fortunate community that we are a part of the benefits of the efforts and the support that we have from teachers and monastics and each other our friends our kalyanamitas and the beautiful feeling that arises in the moment in recognizing you know the goodness that we are partaking in that we are heirs to our good karma has brought us here in this moment to listen to teachings from very wise and and extremely kind people. In this present moment, just like sitting down, I mean, you can, I can feel the nourishment in my heart and mind to be brought back to the moment and how that opens my heart with goodwill, a a sense of this is where I want, this is my home. This is where I want to dwell. This is where one deserves to dwell, to wake up to the beauty of the moment, the beauty of a dusting of snow, unentangled in the desire for more. There's a little Quote by William Blake, he who binds to himself a joy does a winged life destroy. He who kisses the joy as it flies lives in eternity's sunrise. And it's true. (laughs) Allowing joy, beauty, gratitude, uh, kindness to arise in the moment because of the conditions that we find ourselves in and not trying to make them arise, not trying to hold on to them to last forever, not feeling like anything's wrong because in the moment I'm not touched by beauty or I'm not touched by kindness. Everything's neutral. Everything's just as it is. But recognizing the beauty of being unentangled with desires, unentangled with aversions, unentangled with the delusion of needing more than what is happening right now and being okay with the ordinariness of most moments, that freedom from unentanglement is simply beautiful, is simply beneficial, is simply nourishing. We find ourselves in a sense of balance that just feels simply good. Balance with reality, balance in the conditions as they are. It just 
feels simply good. And the more times we bring ourselves back to this space and recognize the simple beauty of the present moment, relax in our true home, the more times we do this, the stronger our ability is to stay put as our karma arises, the quicker we return as our karma arises and takes us off into our desires or aversions or delusions, the quicker we can return. So rejoicing in every moment that we recognize, oh, I'm getting carried off. Yay, rejoice, recognize, you know, pat yourself on the back <laughs> because you're st we're strengthening our habit now. We're making a habit of returning to our true home. 